All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to episode 360 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. And no, you're not seeing things. It is me, Marcus Almighty. I am in the head chair today, taking over for Mr. Julian Gill, who is out in the United States, traveling around in the Boston area, doing research. And we wish that he's having a good time and is being safe out there. Uh, Today, I am being joined by some good friends. Number one, we have Wies, Daniel, all the way from Sweden. Thank you for joining us, sir. No problem. It's always fun. And, of course, we have the voice of reason, Mr. Ken, uh, 69th Blizzard with us. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. That's good. So, with that out of the way, why are we here today? Well, before we start that, let's just go over a few things to start off with. And the usual first thing is, did anybody get anything new today from the world of KISS? I believe Mr. Ken has something to show us. Uh, yes, I did actually, and it was today that I received it. So I finally received the uh, uh, off the soundboard vinyl, and actually yeah. got two copies. Uh, with of one, course. yeah, of course, right? <laughs> uh, but one of them, this one is black vinyl. Uh, so we all know what that looks like, you know, black vinyl. Mm-hmm. But this is the uh, what do they call it? The bone bone vinyl set. Um, there's mm-hmm. been other names <laughs> thrown there's around. Also been one, there's also been one that they said there's like a blue tinge to it now as well with the uh, splatter there. Uh, yeah, the one in, in Europe. going to be that blue. I think the one in Europe has a, a different oh, in Europe, like, okay. tinge to I think, I believe it is. And some of them have a white uh, cardboard mm. instead of this. <laughs> you know your standard brown car cardboard so, so pulling it out here and we have three sleeves back side of the sleeve is pretty much plain nothing but the front side has the songs and what LP it is so hey what's this oh I guess it's just the LP alright so we'll just pull out one of them to save time here and just your standard Paper, paper sleeve, which drives me which nuts. Which you love, of course. Mark. All right, um, mm. and let's get it out of here and see what this. Yeah, it does look like bird crap. Um, and it, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you look at it, oh, you know what? Too, I'll send you something else. Okay, so here's, if you can see that, yeah, mm. and there's the label. That's not good. But it's kind of a, it does look like uh, a bird poop on something mm. on my yeah. clear vinyl. They just put it under nice. a tree full of uh, oh birds and, and just waited for them to come along. And there <clears> you <throat> have it. <laughs> um, um, the thing I noticed on this just now is this label looks like it's... Off center? I don't know. Well, maybe not. It's just the... Weird look. I guess it's the bootleg look to the to the actual label because it's kind of not perfect mm-hmm. the way they did it. Um, interesting, but yeah, I mean, there it is. 
So I'll be playing that and checking it out. From what I hear, it sounds sounds real good. I know the CD sounds good. Um, yeah. But I'm sure this is going to sound good too. I'd be interested <coughs> on who mastered this one. But so that's that is my <laughs> that's my uh, item newest the, edition. Newest edition. Uh, so Daniel, did you receive anything? I I actually go to the library every year at a certain date because they um, sell off past um, what do you say uh, you know magazines mm -hmm. all the magazines from from the past years they get rid of them because they just don't have you know enough room for them so I always yeah. go there out there and I pick uh, <clears throat> I pick out the Sweden rock magazines so I get them for a real cheap price every number every year but a year late you know yeah uh, I don't know if you've seen this one. It really ties into what we're going to talk about today, mm. kind of. Uh, but I think it's funny that uh, Tom. I have never seen Tommy on the uh, uh, on on the cover of any magazine before, and it's a real in-depth interview with Tommy about his prior his time prior to Kiss and his Kiss mm -hmm. years, and really personal. And you get a lot of nice photos from 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 his home and stuff like that. So I really enjoyed the, the article. So, um, and he looks really cool on the cover. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that guitar. Cool yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so I had a good time reading this. Unfortunately, it's this, it's this if, of course, in Swedish. So you guys wouldn't understand a lick. Yeah. So as for me, I don't have anything yet. Although I was told by, you know, kiss online store that your stuff has been shipped but of course you know it still mm -hmm. hasn't been arrived yet be being in canada probably held up by customs maybe they opened it up and they're listening to it at the customs office there is something and then they're going to repack it and send it to me but in any case let's move forward with our topic for today and what could we be possibly talking about today well we are going to be talking about the 40th anniversary of the elder Yes, that's right. The Elder. And it's ironic. I am wearing the Odyssey t-shirt, by the way. Mm. Um, it is ironic that our leader, Mr. Julian, is not here as he has written the definitive book on the subject I have right here, yep. ironically enough. Uh, there you go. I mean, if you need anything about The Elder, what better book to have than this book right here? I mean, come on. I mean, everything that you could possibly want to know about this album is here for you to read. And and, uh, and then some, and then some. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, if you want to even know who made the door and the knocker and all that, I mean, he, I think he interviewed that guy right. too. So everything about it is there. Now, before we get started, because we did rank these songs and, you know, which, we, which songs we feel are the strongest to the weakest on this, which is the way that we normally do stuff on this show. Uh, but before we get to that let's do a couple of little introductory bits on this first so let's mm. get a, let's go around the table here and mm -hmm. what was your introduction to this album when did you guys first hear of this record let's start off with daniel yeah i distinctly remember first seeing it and being kind of shocked because uh, my introduction to the band was animalized and asylum and uh, uh pretty cool albums I thought back then, men still do to this day. And then I, I think I got dressed to kill, so I knew they had makeup. And then my, a friend of mine, my best friend at the time, he 
he bought this one from some sales. You know, they they were very cheap. Uh, he, he went through the bin and he saw Kiss in the corner, but nothing else told you that it was Kiss. It was just a, such a strange cover, and I distinctly remember. Uh, me and my friend going back playing the the LP and being, um, you know, we, we didn't get it, and <laughs> we thought it sounded really strange. And uh, even though at that time we really didn't understand any lyrics in English, the music in itself was so strange that we, uh, well, I think we immediately thought it wasn't a good album. And uh, as you'll see by my rankings, I, I to this day I still feel that it might be one of the weaker albums in the Kiss catalog. But, but I really remember it just because it was so odd. Uh, mm. You know, the brown and, and the hand and no picture mm. of the band. Mm. And then it was when you looked in uh, at the inside, you 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 didn't see any anything that reminded you of Kiss. So it was a real strange album and uh, we'll get into it soon. But but uh, I remember it very distinctively. Mm. Interesting. And, and, and with that said, it's interesting to make note, though, that in your country of Sweden, this album peaked at number 19 on your Swedish album charts. Hmm? So yeah, uh, initially, insane. initially, it, it seems like that wasn't the case with all your fellow Kiss fans in Sweden, but maybe it was just a maybe they just bought it and they had the similar reaction as you. So let's go over to uh, Mr. Ken Keenan for your initial thoughts on when you first got introduced to this fine record. Yeah, and I was trying to think if I actually saw um, that they were doing this record. I, I probably did something like Sixteen magazine or something like that. Um, but I think it wasn't really publicized very well or marketed very well at the beginning that it was coming. I know that much, um, but uh, and, and therefore usually I would go to the store and, and get it on the first day it was out. Um, but okay. and I always went to the record store once a week back then, um, and I ended up going to this hole in the wall one, real small. It wasn't like a Tower Records or anything. It was a small one. I remember walking in there and looking. They always had the on the wall the new all the new releases on the wall and then you had your normal record racks that you'd go through you know a through z and stuff but uh on the wall is always the new stuff and i looked i was looking at it and i saw this brown cover and this yeah. little barely you could almost tell is it you know the kiss logo i was like I'm like mm. what you know <laughs> what is it <laughs> what? and i quick grabbed it looked at it and said music from the elder i said wait a minute is there a movie called the elder because normally when they say mu you know music from it's going to be a yeah, soundtrack for something or, you know TV show movie Broadway whatever uh, but from there I was like oh shoot what's this and then yeah again like Daniel said no pictures or anything a door the hand reaching up at the you know the door you know knocker um, and and so well it's like of course I bought it it was Kiss uh, I thought it was to be the new a new album so. Took it home, put it on, and uh, you know, kicked off. Of course, the American ver original version with the oath, and I thought, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, this is good. It's rocking. And then it changed. It's like, whoa, what happened? You know, flutes came in and stuff. <laughs> I was like, this is different. 
And then yeah. I just kind of, you know, listened to it. Then I just kind of went with it, uh, what was going on. And I thought it was interesting. Um, I didn't understand the story or whatever at that time. I had to listen to it more to figure, try to figure it out since it, the order scrambled. But yeah, yeah, I, I actually, you know, though I enjoyed it. The more I listened to it, the more I enjoyed it. So Ken, yeah. yes, yes, quick question, Ken. Did you think it was an improvement from Unmasked when you listened to it? I think it was necessarily improvement. I thought it was just different. Again, it was hmm. like a we've talked about before, left turn kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah okay. So, yeah, I mean, and they've they've done that before. Obviously, <clears throat> Dynasty Unmasked was way different from, you know, Love Gun and Rock and Roll Over, <laughs> just and which was different from Destroyer, which was different from. It seems that they've always kind of had a drastic yeah. kind of you know change yeah. in their music. But can. Yeah. When you were there at the time, uh, what were you waiting for? Were you waiting for them to get back to the 77 uh, type of style? Or uh, what was your thought? I, I wasn't what, waiting. What you... Well, I, I was waiting for a more straight ahead rock and roll. Let's just say yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting. When I discovered it, um, I was playing in a band with this guy, and uh, he was a huge Kiss fan. Like his whole living room was devoted to mm -hmm. kiss he had everything plaqued and mounted and the whole house was you know kiss yeah, and cool. he had a huge cd rack of all the cds of the kiss stuff and i remember going through it and, and seeing a cd in there that i didn't see before which was the elder and i pulled it out of his rack and i go hey dude can we play this on the <clears throat> excuse me can we play this on the way to our rehearsal and he's like you don't want to hear that that's <laughs> the first thing that he told me when i pulled it i go yeah. i go why not he goes he goes honestly it's terrible and I go, really? I go, I've never heard this before. He goes, okay, you know what? I'll I'll play it for you. And like the one that Ken mentioned, it did start off with the oath, right? Yeah. And that's... then as soon as Fanfare came on, I was like, okay, whoa, what's going on here? It was like Jethro Tull all of a sudden, right. you know? Right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I, I found it very odd. And we'll get into it in more detail when we get to the song rankings. But in the US, this album hit 75, didn't do too well. And it didn't even rank in Canada. Just a quick overview of how this record did do around the world. In Australia, it hit number 11. In Austria, it was number 12. In Dutch album charts, it was 39. In the German album charts, it was number 10. In the Japanese album charts, it was 21. In the Norwegian album charts, it was number 7. Wow. In the Swiss, it was number 5. It hit number 5 in the Swiss charts. How about that? And in the UK, it was 51. So there was some good charting but the only country that this album actually got a certification in was australia where it got a gold certification for twenty five thousand copies so, which which makes sense because they had just come yeah. off of unmasked yeah. and they had a huge tour there so it, <laughs> right. it makes sense now there was only one real single off of this album which was a world without heroes which mm -hmm. was backed with i i believe and uh, there was only one other single released and that was in japan only and that was the oath which I thought would have been probably a better single to have released than World Without Heroes. And of course, we all know that World Without Heroes has that infamous video with Mr. Gene Simmons crying at the end, uh, you know, probably because he realized how bad the album was. But uh, yeah. but uh, in, in any case, uh, I'm curious. Let's, let's touch on that really quickly before we go on yeah. to the songs. What were your guys' reaction to the video of World Without Heroes? Let's start with Ken. Okay. Yeah, I remember, 
uh, I used to check the TV guides for things, you know, Solid Gold was on. Uh, I used to watch Solid Gold for, you know, some you know, music artists that, that played on there. Um, and I saw this one, you know, Kiss was going to be on. I was like, oh, you know, okay, I'm checking this out. I'm going to watch it. So you watch it live. You can't, you know, didn't have a recorder or anything. So I watched it as it played. And uh, yeah, I saw that video. And I think they played one other video uh, song on there, right? It was I, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, that was interesting. As you know, I saw some posters after getting the album. I saw some finally some promo posters and there were things of pictures of them in their new outfits and stuff. So I was kind of prepared for that. Um, but yeah, that was that was really different. Uh, kind of dark, you know, screen, you know, dark background, black, and everything around it with just spotlights. Um, and yeah, the little tear at the end uh, was yeah. uh, was kind of interesting. But yeah, I figured, yeah, it's probably one of those, you know, they put the little eye drop thing on and give you the tear uh, effect. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought it, you know, I I enjoyed it because I was I was at that point enjoying the album. Um, and enjoying most of the songs on the album at that time. So yeah, it was cool to see it, see that video. Daniel. Yeah, I think it was a, an okay video. Um, as Ken said, pretty dark and the tear at the end, you know, the, the biggest problem for me was that I had this image of demon gene. I wanted gene <laughs> to be fits like a glove gene, you know, war machine gene. Uh, I didn't care for his solo album and his Beatles uh, stuff. Um, and this was more in the vein of that. Even though he sings very well, and I, I don't mind the song, it didn't really fit his character. And I do f remember that I felt he looked kind of silly. You know, Gene uh, <laughs> wasn't made to be the the romantic uh, or the uh, ballad singing leader of the pack that was more a Paul Stanley role so, so I didn't feel it fit his character but um, the, the video was okay and uh, uh, I enjoyed it because you didn't have a lot of videos from from Kiss so you were just yeah. happy that to get another one yeah absolutely um, I remember the first time I saw the video um, I, I thought it was really odd because like like I said before, I mean, I was used to a certain style of Kiss and, you know, just to hear the way the song started to begin with, I was like, this is really mellow for a Kiss, you know, and, you know, and it, you know, back then I was also very much into the whole visual aspects of Kiss and, you know, when they had Eric Carter with this monstrous drum set mm -hmm. and they were playing this little song like do, 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 do. I was like, why has he had this huge drum kit if he's only hitting a kick and snare for most of this? Like, I didn't, like, to me, I was so, you know, yeah. wrapped up in those kind of little stupid things for some reason. Yeah, but... I, you know, seeing the, the <laughs> drum kit on Tears Are Falling was like, oh, what the hell is he playing? And then you saw this video and I understand the, 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 yeah. the emotions you got. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and, but I mean, the song on on its on its own is not a bad song. I mean, but I think the best way to kind of sum up the song is the way that kind of Paul sums up the album, where he said it's you know a good album, but it's not a good Kiss album, right? Yeah. Where it's a, it's a good song, but it's probably not necessarily a good Kiss song, right? Um, now, <laughs> the one thing that I am curious about, and this is the last question I'm going to ask you guys before we start with the song rankings, and that yeah. is now, you know. 
compared to how you were when you first heard it, has your feelings of this album changed at all much since that time, like right now? Let's start with Daniel. Has your feelings for this record changed at all? I've tried. I've, I've tried to give it a lot of listens. And, um, you know, one thing that made it a little bit better was hearing it in the correct order. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it actually yeah. made, made some sense. Mm-hmm. And you could appreciate that they tried to tell a story because the first time I heard it, I didn't understand anything. And I think mm-hmm. it was mostly because the order was uh, kind of screwed up. So I like that they put it in the right order, like they have it on Spotify or the Japanese li- release. Uh, so I understood the story, but it wasn't like a mind-blowing story. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like something un- super unique. It was kind of the same old story that's been told through the ages of this, uh, you know, uh, the chosen one fighting mm-hmm. the, yes. the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the troops evil. of evil, yeah, and <laughs> then, of course, winning at the end. So it wasn't like, oh, what a great story. It was pretty simple, pretty basic, but at least it was making sense. So, so that was a bit of an improvement, but uh, I feel that they, um, by, by um, committing to a concept, they um, diminished the chances of creating good songs. They were so tied up to the concept that they couldn't put certain songs in that tried to fit them into the concept. So for one thing, one, one, one thing that was pretty annoying was the lyrics I mean mm-hmm. uh, trying to fit them the lyrics in, onto the this story uh, yeah I mean if you pick some of the songs from there you could never have them on another kiss album because <clears throat> the lyrics are completely you know way out there so uh, I wouldn't say my feelings have changed I even though I might have been like 13 years old the first time I heard it uh, I think I got it correct the first time I heard it. Uh, <laughs> it was a correct sentence of the album. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Ken? Um, you know, I, I liked it pretty much back then, and I've always liked it. Uh, you know, up to today, um, I find an appreciation to, for it. Um, I, yeah, I do agree, though. The, the Japanese or whatever version song order is much makes more sense uh, that they should have released it that way. Really, they should have released it that way. I mean, they, they just knee-jerk reaction, panicked, and let's put the oath first, you know. Yeah. Um, put the heaviest thing, you know, first kind of thing. Uh, so I, I thought that was a mistake. I, I think probably it was a mistake to remove other things that are probably, I think, supposed to be in it. I think originally it was going to be like a double album, maybe. Um, and then have a, it was going to have a lot more dialogue, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, but but no. <clears throat> yeah, don't we don't know. Here, but... We oh. don't know. Um, but uh, I, hopefully, you know, if 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 it ever, if they ever find the oh, here we go. to <laughs> put out a fortieth anniversary kind of box or or a, something that restores what would have been the original. Uh, version that you know either Bob Ezrin had put together, Mark's favorite, yeah. um, and <clears throat> you know I I would I would love to hear that the way it was intended to be 
uh, heard yeah. or released. Um, so, yeah. but again, I enjoy the songs on it. I enjoy majority of the songs on it a lot. You know, uh, I have to hand it to you, Ken. You you always have that. You always have that little. You know, you're you're like that person that ha- always holds on to hope. You know, <laughs> even though even though we know that there's no way in hell there ever be a box set for this album. You always be that one guy who's gonna like hope I, that there'll be one. I think they you should know? do it. They should do it. <laughs> they'll never do it because also because of the fact that the change of the album was not Kiss's idea. That was the record company's idea. Oh, yeah, they, it was heard the record the, they heard idea. the record and they said there's no way in hell this album starting with a song that starts off with flutes and stuff like that. Yeah, that was a listening so, party uh, that yeah. that they had and people were speechless. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So when I when I in my listening to it, um, I never liked it from the very beginning. I'll tell you one thing that didn't turn it around for me totally, but one thing that's made me appreciate it a lot more was when I started getting involved with reading this. Like when Julian said he was doing this book, once I started reading it, mm-hmm. it really made me get a more appreciation for it as far as, you know, I, I like reading the stories about the production end of stuff and stuff like that. So once I got into it, reading it a lot more, I started to, to get a little bit more of a different perspective on it that way. It's still far from my favorite Kiss record, but it's definitely not at the very bottom for me. We all know what that is. But anything, <laughs> you know, uh, anything that can te- that could teach me a bit more about a record, I think, helps. And that sure. book is absolutely fantastic yeah. in that way. So while it hasn't skyrocketed, it's definitely helped it now I'd, i would just like to say if you mm-hmm. want to spend some money don't spend it on the album spend on the book the book is way better than the album to me <laughs> the, there you go it's like the book high is praise. better than the movie kind of thing anyway. yeah. High, high, yeah high praise from mr daniel wheeze on the board so if you like he said if you want to buy something that's really good by the book. I can wholeheartedly agree, and I'm sure Ken would wholeheartedly agree as well that the yeah, book is a must-have. So, after much tabulation and studying of notes, I'm a paper guy. I'm not a, you know, computer guy. Yes, go ahead. And one thing, uh, just to, you mentioned, I think you have also Lonnie's uh, rankings, yes. right? Yes, I, I was just okay. going to say. I, I was just going to say, too, I kind of feel outnumbered here from two probably elder haters. And I think <laughs> I don't have Lonnie to back me up here. So, anyway, well, we'll see how his rankings come out. Don't be everything. so sure, Cal. I'm not a hater. I'm a realist. So. Don't, 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 be, don't be so sure on that. Right. Because okay. um, I have the results here. And, you know, some of it's startling and some of it isn't. Let's just put it that way. I'm sure. So, let's start with... First of all, let's get this out of the way. Fanfare was not included in the voting of it because fanfare is just da, 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 and just a little bit of you know sure. orchestration and then that's it. So there's right. no point in saying yeah that's really well constructed. You know, so um, we just went for the actual full songs. So they are ten songs here, and of course we placed them and then we gave them a numerical ranking out of ten what we think they are as an individual song. That's how we came up with the number and how we got our final results. So, at the very bottom, coming in dead last. Mm-hmm. Now, dead I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna preface this by saying dead last on this chart is number eight because we have two situations where we have a tie. Okay. okay. So, coming in on eighth place, which is the last place, is with 16 points. 
total is Just a Boy. Wow. It was ranked mm. as the worst song on the record. Okay, now, to give you some more clarity on that, Lonnie gave Just a Boy a dead last two points. Okay. Lonnie. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel gave up. Just a Boy... Daniel was gave it. He was seventh place with four points, right? Ken gave Just a Boy a uh, sixth position with eight points, and I gave Just a Boy dead last with two points as well. Oh. So uh-huh. that's why it ranked the way it did. Now, by the reactions here by the panel, I'm very curious to go quickly here and ask you guys: Why are you surprised, Daniel? Why are you surprised that it's last? Because there are a few stinkers that are way worse than just a boy in my mind i think there's some upsides to just a boy to me it feels like it's almost there's a good song in there somewhere you know it feels like it's not really finished there's some uh, strong points like i like the melodic solo on this one it's a good solo and i like the acoustic guitar those parts uh, and the bass lines are pretty cool. So, so there's something in there, but uh, and the drumming is very good as well. And they have some cool effects like scratching the pick against the strings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, so there are some strong points, but then I don't know why why they went with the falsetto singing, for example. It, to me, that doesn't really work. Paul has been saying that he wasn't able to hit those notes with his, you know, like singing voice. So he, yeah. he was forced into the falsetto. And that is the producer's fault, of, of course. The producer should have done something differently to avoid the falsetto. And, and Bob Esrin has said lately that he almost feels sorry for, for Paul that he was forced to uh, do these kinds of stuff. Uh, I think yeah. Bob Esrin also realizes that this was the total wrong way for Kiss to go, uh, but uh, but uh, a bit too late. And you know the lyrics are pretty ridiculous, uh, stormy sea and all that. So, but I, but I do feel that you could turn this into something if if Paul could use like his crazy night voice and belt out the chorus. And you get rid of some of the silly effects, and you focus more on the acoustic guitar, and um, uh, you know, take away some of the silly stuff. I think there's a good song. I think you could make a pretty good cover of this, Mark, on your next record if you change it a little bit. Well, here's here's the thing. I think what you're trying to hit on is what I was going to say as well is that this song needed editing, major editing. For example, the one thing that made me kind of not like this song is the very beginning, right? When it goes, bring, does that first chord, okay? Bring, two times, okay, here it comes. No, bring, three times. No, okay, it's coming now for sure. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you playing that chord like so many times? Like, the, the, the editing is terrible on this song, yeah. you know? And again, Daniel's 100% right. If the producer, and of course it's Bob Ezrin, so of course he screwed it up, you know? If he would have been smart, and said to them, let's change the key to a key that's yeah. a bit lower for Paul to sing this better in his full voice exactly. than we would have had a full voice. But you know, Bob Ezra was so high on cocaine at this time, he probably didn't even know what key they were singing in to begin with. So, you know, 
in, in, any, in any case, I think that you're right. He he could have made it a much better song than it actually is. Yeah, but don't is. you agree? There's something there. You could actually make something out of this. Yeah, yeah. It is good. Yeah, of course. Well, some good <laughs> stuff, but they failed. But let's hear what Ken has to let's say. Let's hear what Ken says, yeah. I, I like the song. I've always liked the song. And you know what? There's a reason yep. he's singing in falsetto is, is because it's to sound like a young boy. That's why he was singing in falsetto. Mm. So he's deep. supposed to be this young boy that's going to be, you know, the their look. <laughs> yes, they're looking at him as being their, you know, savior or the hero, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it still I sounds it. like crap, Ken. It still no, it's like not crap. crap. It's not crap. <laughs> the first time I heard it, it was, I was kind of confused by it. I remember, uh, but then, uh, you know, you just I heard it enough times. Like, oh yeah, it's, you know, it makes sense. It's pretty. You good. get used to it. I guess you get used to it, but I thought the the orchestration, the sound, and everything was perfectly fine. I love the acoustic guitar. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I enjoy it, so we can we can move on from that one, I guess. Okay, because next up, and this next song is only better by one vote. So, just a boy had sixteen. Yeah. This came in seventh place with seventeen points, and that is. Escape from the Island is next. Really? I thought something okay. else would be there. Now, anyway. And the voting for that goes as follows. Lonnie voted it ninth with only three points, Escape from the Island. Mm-hmm. Ken voted it ninth as well with six points, so he gave it far more points in that low position. Yeah. Daniel voted it sixth place with five points. Okay, And I voted it in ninth place as well, second last, but only three points as well. Hence why it is down in the low position. Now, before I ask you guys, I'm just going to say my piece really quickly on this one. Uh, to me, this just kind of seems like they were jamming together because I know it's Bob Ezrin on bass doing this with uh, you know, yeah. with Eric Carr and those guys. And I think they were probably working on a song and it never got it completely finished with you know with ace in them and i think they just kind of just stuck with it and said you know what we can turn this into a kind of a quick instrumental and we can use it as part of the storyline to make it you know the part where he escapes off of the island if for right. example so i think that this song if it was worked on more could have been a far better song than it actually is mm-hmm. because as an instrumental it's still lacking a bit of things to be a really good instrumental so let's yeah. go on to you guys and see what you think daniel what do you think I'm not very big on instrumentals, uh, but um, and I didn't know they were on an island either. So that was kind of a surprise to this great story. Yeah. Maybe they should have mentioned it. At, mentioned well, it earlier in the story. It, it, it wasn't on yeah. the original. It wasn't on the original pressing. This album, don't forget. Yeah. Escape mm, from the Island true. only came on the later, the Japanese ones and stuff like that. So, go on. And it reappeared on uh, the version I got of Kiss Killers, at least uh, from yeah. Japan. Mm-hmm. It was there as well. So it's been used here and there. Uh, I think it would have been cool. I totally agree with Mark. It feels like a jam session. Uh, mm. and it, But it's a promising jam session. It's rocking. And it would have been real cool if Ace could have used, uh, could have had some vocals on this one. Mm. Uh, it's very promising. But without vocals, it just seems like another incomplete song much like just a boy i think there's there is something good in there but it's not really finished and it kind of remember reminds me of every car jam from from revenge 
I would say this might be from the same session, you know, the three guys just mm -hmm. uh, pounding it out uh, and, and jamming. Uh, and, you know, Eric Cardiam actually became a breakout. I, I like that yeah. song. So if they could have done the same treatment to this song, um, kind of use use this as a bass and then add Aces vocals and maybe change some stuff i think it would be a real it could have been a real cool song mm -hmm. because yeah. this album do need some rocking songs and i think the cool the, the riff is pretty cool i think that riff mm -hmm. you can do something with it uh, but then they start with the explosions and that you can hear some sirens and uh, sirens and, and i think <laughs> uh, that's not very very mm -hmm. interesting but 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 mm -hmm. it fit the story you know uh on the previous song, I, I guess he went up against Mr. Blackwell, mm -hmm. uh, and and then he's trying to. Uh, I get a picture, you know, like in a lot of B movies, the whole castle of Mr. Blackwell is, mm -hmm. you know, falling to pieces, and they need to get away before everything explodes and go yeah. under, and. You know, the boy is the only one who gets away, and, and Mr. Blackwell well, is is left, in, in, you know, dead at the mm -hmm. island. But but, but 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 I think it's a good piece, uh, a good jam, but it was never finished. So I give it a five. You know, middle of the road mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Ken, you look very disappointed by, so far with these results. What, what's no, your I thoughts? Mean, uh, well, I didn't have Escape from the Iron High, and that's because it was just an instrumental. Uh, though it's a good, I, to me, it's a good instrumental. It rocks pretty good. It has great guitar work uh, from Ace in it, uh, which I think is really cool. Even the bass work is very, very good by uh, Bob, Bob Ezrin. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're all doing well, you know, with Eric. Um, so I think it's good. It's just uh, not one of those songs that I'm going to say, hey, you know what? I need to go listen to Escape from the Island today. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just not that's not going to happen. So that's why it falls lower on my list. Though I enjoy I enjoy the song as yeah. part of the album. Very good. Okay, so next up, number six. Now this one again is only better by one point again. Okay. This is very close oh, this in has the voting be what here. I think it is. It better be so. So this came in with number with 18 points, so one higher than Escape from the Island, and number six is Odyssey. Right now, <laughs> let's see how who that came that out high? in the voting. Who, who ranked that one high? Okay, you'll see. <laughs> so get that guy. Lonnie <laughs> voted this seventh position with six points. Ken voted this dead last. With five <laughs> points, which is which is interesting. You yeah, gave it five yeah, points and it's still so points. low, you know. Yeah, you know, it's middle but of the road from pretty, one to a ten scale. Pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty interesting. Yes, <laughs> and Daniel voted it second last, ninth position with three points. Okay. And I voted it uh, third last, eighth place with four points. Now I'll just quickly do mine, and then we'll get to you guys. Um, Odyssey is a song that I thought was a very strongly written song, 
but mm-hmm. I just never thought that this was a song that sounded like a Kiss song ever. I mean, as a song itself, I think it could have done well with many different kinds of bands. I mean, mm-hmm. I could see Journey doing a song like this. I could see, you know, Ario Speedwagon doing a song like this. But yeah. I to hear <laughs> Kiss do this is kind of like, wow. And especially when you hear the original version of the song with the with that Tony Powers guy who does it. Mm-hmm. I mean, him singing it sounds fantastic. It sounds like his song. Like he wrote it, obviously, right? But it, and then to hear them do it, it's just kind of like, oh, like, it's just like a, see, hearing Paul Stanley at a karaoke bar or something singing, you know, Tony Powers' song or something, you know, it just doesn't have, give me that same feeling of genuine as the mm-hmm. other songs. We might not like some of these other songs, but at least they're kind of genuine to Paul's writing or to Gene's writing. This one seems kind of a little out to lunch. So let's, let's start with Ken on this one. What do you, what's, okay. what's your feeling on Odyssey? Well, I think the main problem with Odyssey is not you know, the song is a good song it's the vocal the key on that one is where 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 you had uh, just a boy is too high falsetto you had this one too low yeah yeah it's it's, it's, too, bro- it's too yeah it's it's sung in more of like a Broadway kind mm-hmm. of it, that's what it told right me. it's like Broadway singing um, okay. kind of thing they sing it you know so I, I think it should have been a little bit roughed up a little bit. You know, it has vo- voice more uh, just straight ahead, Paul Stanley mm-hmm. vocal in, in his normal, you know, key or whatever that he likes to sing in. Um, yeah, I think that would have helped it so much. It's, it's mostly just, to me, it's, that's, all, that's all it is. I think if they would have fixed that only, it would have, you know, improved it. You know, majorly. I don't think it would have been the best song on the album still, but it would have went up in my ranking, probably by a few. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I agree. And I think the funny thing too is that where it's positioned on the on the original album, like second, like second last on the album, yeah. makes no sense story wise. But when you re, when you replace it and you put it in right after just a boy. It kind of makes sense to the story, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. way. Yeah. So, Daniel, what are, what is your what are your thoughts on Odyssey? Well, the strong points I would say is I like the start, kind of how do you say it? pompous? Is that a word? Yeah, yeah. pompous. Yeah, pompous. Pompous, you know. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah, and I I I kind of like that. It and it reminded me of some of the eighties. James Bond themes. I'm a sucker for yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 70, I mean, late 70s, early 80s. A, James Bond something themes. Something of the for 80s your eyes or only. 70s. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or okay. or maybe earlier movies like Live. Maybe that Goldfinger. Live and Let Die. Goldfinger. Very pompous, and you feel this, now he's going out on the journey on yeah. the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Then something <laughs> happens. You add violins, piano. And those god awful lyrics, and as Ken said, that strange voice. Uh, to me, it almost sounds like an Elvis impersonator, and not a good one. <laughs> you know, in that enchanted place. I mean, That's it doesn't best. sound comfortable. Oh. Yeah, ho ho ho. ho. Should have done young Elvis uh, instead of old Elvis. Yeah, yeah old Elvis. <laughs> um, but. Uh, Old Elvis was a lot better than this. So, uh, so the key was wrong. Once again, the key was wrong. What the hell was Bob Esrin doing 
He must have heard that this didn't you know, work. You know what he was doing. He was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sniffing that line on the, you know, the, around, the mixing yeah. board there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but still, he could be high and hear that this is totally awful. But but he didn't yeah. do anything. Uh, I'm not, uh, it's he didn't do his work. He didn't do his job. He he, he it's mm. his fault. I think that this happened. Uh, so I'm with Mark on this one. Uh, and the stick that they do three quarters into the song is just awful. There's a child in a boop looking <laughs> in a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Child in a sundress dress. looking yeah. at a... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what the hell is that? So people who say the elder is just great, I mean, they're brainwashed. This is completely <laughs> garbage. And I... Uh, I gave it three points, and I was—I th- I feel I was kind of kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being generous a bit, eh? Yeah, generous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Because now we come to a song in the fifth position. I just have to say one thing, Mark. I think it's really interesting to listen to the scores when you uh, say them like this. I have no idea what you guys think of the album, really. So uh, it's a lot of surprises, and uh, I'm curious to see which the is the best song on the album. Yeah, continue. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to get more interesting because the next song is again only separating Odyssey by one point again. Mm-hmm. Now, again. now, coming in in fifth position with 19 points is. Mr. Blackwell is in that position. Okay. Now, how did that get voted on? Because I know that some of us probably thought that that should be lower than the position that it's in, but we can explain it this way. Lonnie voted Mr. Blackwell eighth spot with five points. Okay. Ken voted Mr. Blackwell at Uh, eighth eighth. position with seven points. Mm. Okay, so that's pretty high for his position. Daniel voted Mr. Blackwell completely last with two points. Okay, he put in the toilet, the absolute bottom of this toilet. Oh, yeah. And I voted it seventh position with five points. Now, again, I'll just do mine quick, and then you can we can get to you guys. Uh, this song, I never thought it was a great Gene song. There are elements of it that are good. I mean, Gene's voice is very Gene. I mean, you can this is oh, very yeah. much in his character. But that beginning... It almost sounds like he was trying to do his blood spitting thing yeah, at the beginning. Like the yeah. the, yeah. like, why, did he, why did they put that in there? I don't I don't. That's understand. the best like, part of the song. It's the yeah, evil uh, okay, coming, maybe, the evil person yeah. coming. Yeah. But I mean, it's like it just... His... Yeah, it just, it just seems odd that, that that was put in there. And vocally, it's... It's interesting. Let's put it that way. I mean, I like some. Of, I think some of the harmonizations of his vocals are are interesting. I mean, I don't think it's the worst song in my opinion, but I'm very curious to hear Daniel why you believe this is the worst song on the album. Well, I think the beginning that you uh, talked about was probably the best thing on this <laughs> song. I think they managed to create a. Bus, you know, you felt, mm-hmm. ah, now it's time for the Gene Demon song. Um, much like when you listen to his solo album, when you hear that beginning, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the best things on that album. You know, it sets the tone. And then he starts with his yeah. singing. And this is, to me, 
the song i mean gene sings beautifully on this album and but not on this song he's trying this was supposed i guess to be the demon song mm-hmm. uh, but it fails miserably uh, especially the chorus disturbs me a lot i can't listen to it uh, <laughs> and we can tell go to hell i mean it doesn't sound good it almost sounds like that and try to impersonate it so uh and but they do have some stuff like the backwards vocals at times and you slow down voices so basically to me bob tried to do god of thunder part two here Mm. but if you compare god of thunder with this one there's just no comparison because uh, yeah uh, and, and the main point when listening to this song it feels like it's like 10 minutes long it's so boring. <laughs> Nothing happens. And uh, the vocals from Gene, uh, he's trying to be the demon, but he just don't, he doesn't have the material to make the demon yeah. character come forward. So uh, it's a pretty bad song. Yeah. Ken? Yeah, I, I don't think it was as bad as what Daniel <laughs> has said, but uh, <laughs> I, I know he doesn't like it, but. I think it's okay. It's, it's yeah, it's lower on my list. Um, t- t- re- truly, I only don't like one song on this whole album, uh, or don't like it much. You know, Odyssey is my bottom. Everything else is pretty good for me for the most part, and everything. And then you know, there's some real, real standouts that we'll come to. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Blackwell was eight on my list anyway, um, as a lower of those, you know, songs. Uh, yeah, there's some funny parts of Mr. Blackwell where a middle part where there's like, you know, you know that, that, you know, kind of sounds going or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, <laughs> it's just, it, it just, uh, I don't know, for whatever effect, um, make it, trying to make it eerie and that sort of thing. But uh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's a it's pretty good song. Uh, not my favorite, but you know, it's it's still okay for me. Interesting. Okay, so one thing that's interesting, speaking of interesting, is that we come to a point now in the list where we are now going to take a huge jump in points. Now, the first (laughs) four songs I mentioned, Just a Boy, Escape from the Island, Odyssey, Mr. Blackwell, were all separated by like one point, Mm. right? Now, the difference between Mr. Blackwell and the next one, which is a tie, there are two, the next ones are a tie. There's two songs that came in at 26 points. So that's a nine point jump from the other song. This is like the the cream of the crop we're going to hit now. Yeah. So like, (laughs) sorry, a seven point jump. Uh, And the tiebreaker, well, the tie that we're at now in fourth position is with Under the Rose and Dark Light tied for fourth place hmm. with 26 points now really the interesting thing with this is that dark light lonnie voted that third place eight points what? it was near the top for him it's a little high uh ken <laughs> voted it seventh place with seven points and daniel voted it uh fourth pl- fourth place with six and I voted it sixth place with fifth. And the funny thing too is that under the rose, uh, Lonnie voted that fifth with seven points. Ken voted under the rose 
five. Second place with 10 points, which was <laughs> surprising. Uh, under the rose for Daniel was in eighth place with three points, and I voted it fourth with six. So it's interesting, not very impressive uh, for uh, Daniel as far as Under the Rose is concerned, and Ken is loving Under the Rose. So let's talk about Under the Rose first. So why the big contrasting difference? For me, I'll just say that Under the Rose, I thought, was a decently written song. I love the acoustic guitar playing in that. I thought the vocals were well done. I like how Gene sung it in this. The only thing I didn't like too much was those kind of Will you take yeah. yo? Those low vocals Chosen were kind of like, oh, you. God. Yeah, Got those were so, like, like, yeah, uh, totally ruined it. That's my me. point as well. But I'm curious to see what you guys think. So let's let's go to uh, Ken. Why the love for Under the Rose? I've always loved this. And actually, I almost put it as number one. Uh, the only reason <laughs> the only reason I didn't put it as number one, because, it, because my number one kind of, goes with that it just kind of goes hand in hand with that the songs go together in my opinion so that's why yeah. I, I left it as one two that way uh, otherwise i would have ranked it number one it's it truly is my favorite song off the album um i think it's fantastic fantastic riff i think that riff was come up by uh, came up uh, by eric carr um mm -hmm. and great vocals by gene and i like the middle you know the 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 I don't know if you want to call it the choir or, or whatever the the male voices coming in, it's, monks? it's 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 the yeah monks or whatever, they're singing at the boy you know they're singing you know they're all telling him you know, I can see a little stadium, seats on the round and this boy is standing in the middle of this round circle area, and they're all <laughs> telling him you know, this is the story you know the, the, we're telling you what to do. So, um, I, I think, yeah, you got to take the oath, you know, and someone's there, you know, he's got to raise his hand and swear on the Bible or something. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I just like, I just think it's a great song. I love the guitar solo where they, he, uh, Bob broke it down. It's the same guitar solo, but it's a delayed guitar solo. And I always called it like a follow the leader type guitar solo, you know, he's playing the guitar solo and then it comes in later again on the other right channel um i think it's just totally cool great great song mm -hmm. again great riff that is such a cool riff in that song it is it is <laughs> daniel you don't agree i don't like the riff but i guess it's uh, subjective uh but i do agree gene has some beautiful vocals on the verses what the hell happens on the chorus uh, the contrast of the beautiful verses and that chanting, it's too much of a contrast. I mean, it's like two from two different songs to me. Uh, and once again, I, I would have Gene sing, sing the chorus. It would have been much better, in my opinion, uh, instead of having like, much like Ken, I got a picture in my mind, but it was a bit different. I saw like 10... Uh, Catholic priests screaming at a little boy, <laughs> trying to force him to do something he didn't want to do. Oh, come on. That's, that's uh, not my picture. We don't that's want to go there. That's not... So, 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 so that was that's my not a good picture, uh, So leave the priest. You don't need priests <laughs> on a Kiss album. God damn it. It's completely wrong. It's not uh, so, uh, They're the elder. I, the I elder. just couldn't take this yeah. song because... 
that was in my mind, but, but I guess... Uh, well, we know uh, where Daniel's mind is gone, so anyway. Well, yeah, I'm not a big, big on, 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 on the, the things that the church has done to, to people through the ages. So, uh, and this is a song that underlines that. So I gave it a three. And, okay. uh, but, I think, but I think you could actually make a great cover of this, but you have to get rid of those priests screaming mm-hmm. at the little boy. That's why it's yes. not very nice. Now, in comparison, Dark Light for me, I always thought was an interesting song. Uh, this is Ace's appearance on the album, obviously, vocally. Uh, it's yep. also his appearance songwriting-wise. Now, the interesting point or part with this, too, is that the original version of this song, uh, Don't Run, I believe it was called, or something like that. That's uh, uh, The lyrics in that while it was a little bit more campier and a little bit more comical, uh, I almost became kind of more used to that version of it because I used to listen to, you know, I, oh, I still listen to the, the podcast podcast quite a lot and they were playing all these demos on their shows and I got used to that version. I kind of liked it, so I listened to it quite a bit. When I listened to this version of it, I always found it kind of odd and mainly because I know Lou Reed is involved with the songwriting of this as well. So the Lou Reedness in this came in and I don't like his sort of lyrical approach to I never liked Lou Reed as a singer or a musician anyways, to be honest with you. And uh, what he was doing on a Kiss album is just beyond me. But um, <laughs> but the, the other thing I found interesting but odd was the guitar solo in this song. Like, it's a good solo, but what the why are the congos, the congas, they're and there's no bass in there at all. There's no bass guitar in that whole section. I mean, why? I don't, I, I don't understand what Ezrin was doing. I mean, yes, again, we know what he was doing. A lot of powder. But, you know, if, I mean, some people do a lot of powder and make great records, you know, like Aerosmith and bands like that. I mean, come on. So, but well, I, I don't understand some of the decisions he made in this. So for me, Dark Light, I think, is a pretty good song. Uh, some of the things I would have definitely changed. But what are your guys' take on you know, Dark Light. Let's start with you, Daniel, on Dark Light. Well, I guess an Ace Frehley superfan liked the solo spot because in the middle of the song, there's like a guitar solo and you hear no rhythm guitar or anything, just the drums and the guitar. I didn't think that fit the song. Uh, The cowbell is making a comeback. That's kind of cool, but (laughs) thinking about how the rest of the album sounds, it really doesn't fit the album. Um, but I always like the cowbell. You need more cowbell. Uh, so it's a it's a decent ace tune, um, but I don't think it would make it onto to his solo album a few years earlier. I think it's uh, a little bit below what it did a few years earlier. But it's a rocker, and uh, but I do feel at times that uh, Escape from the Island could have become a better song if he added vocals and they worked on that a little bit. Uh, so, uh, but it still feels like a Kiss song. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so that's why I gave it six points. It's just not a very good Kiss song, but still feels kind of like a Kiss song, which uh, I can't say about a lot of the other songs. True. Ken, what are your thoughts on Dark Light? <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's a decent song. Uh, it's your standard Ace type song obviously yeah. with the changed lyrics from his original version um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know if he needed to do the stretched out kind of guitar solo in the middle. I mean, yeah, the guitar solo is fine. And uh, it kind of goes and he's kind of repeating his note, you know, as fast as he can. He's really like <laughs> going off mm-hmm. on the on the guitar there. Uh, but uh, which is, you know, pretty cool. But I don't I don't know if it was necessary to do it as long as it went on. Um, otherwise, you know, it's a decent A song. Um, but it falls, you know, lower on my list, on the lower half of my list, um, because it's just a, you know, it's a good song, but not one of the, you know, better songs on the album. Yeah, definitely. And again, it's interesting because this is one of those songs, again, when we talk about the contrasting track listings on the original version of it, uh, Dark Light appeared right after Just a Boy in the fourth position, but on the Mm. reissue and then the proper one, Dark Light appears much later after Under the Rose. So I guess, again, thinking story-wise, I think when it's put in the proper story structure, the songs make a heck of a lot more sense to me. Okay, so next up, and again, we have another tie. And this is the last tie because the rest of it is just complete, clear winners. Uh, So the tie for third place, and now Under the Rose and Dark Light had 26 points. This next, these next two come in at 29 points, so it's another three-point jump on this. And the tiebreaker is, well, the tie is with World Without Heroes and Only You are the ones that are tied in third position. Now, hmm. when we look at the votes, Only You, we have uh, Lonnie voted that fourth place with seven points. Ken voted at number one with 10 points, Only You. Mm-hmm. Daniel voted only you in the fifth position with six, and I voted number uh, only you fifth position at six points. Now, World Without Heroes, uh, Lonnie voted it in sixth position with seven points. Ken voted a World Without Heroes in fifth place with eight points. Daniel voted World Without Heroes in second place with seven points, right. and I voted World Without Heroes in third place with seven points so you two guys i see yes so i'll I'll start off with my with my thoughts on world out heroes again like i said about the video and stuff like that it's a good song um in comparison to the other songs that we talked about i think there's less i have issue with on this song as far as there isn't any kind of crazy low monks singing or there isn't any of those kind of things happening in there it's just more of a sort of balladish song uh this has some nice string work, some nice production in here. Uh, again, I just think it's just not a song that I would have expected on a Kiss album. Again, we have the appearance of uh, mine and uh, Daniel's best friend, uh, Mr. Lou Reed, on the vocals in the lyric department. So, of course, you know, that's a strike to it right there, in my opinion. Uh, but other than that, I think it's a pretty decent song. This is why I kind of ranked it in that position so let's go over to daniel with this what are your thoughts on world without heroes you put it up pretty high yeah i think it's a pretty good song um but i just have to say for the record lou reed did an awful job on this one but have you ever heard that thing he did with metallica mm-hmm. yeah that's way Terrible. worse that's mm-hmm. like the worst stuff you can ever listen to so yeah so he should be kept away from <coughs> rock and roll and heavy metal uh but a world without heroes uh 
you have some i think it's called a french horn and some violins and stuff mm. but with this song i think it fits uh, you know it's a ballad type of song and i think uh, the orchestra that I don't know the name of the orchestra that did all the violins and franchises, mm. but they do a great job, of course. It's very well played. And in this song, it fits. Uh, but I would like to talk a little bit about the version that we saw a few years later or mm. in the 90s. Mm. I think uh, on Kiss MTV Unplugged, it sounded almost better. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, like mm. a stripped down version. Because I think the strongest point of this, the strongest thing with this song is Gene's vocals. I mean, he sings it beautifully. Uh, It's not the demon Gene. This is Gene going and trying to sing it as beautiful as he can. And I think he succeeds. It's a very good performance from Gene. And I would also like to mention, you didn't talk about the solo, but uh, this is... A pretty good, no, I would I would say a very good solo, written by Paul and performed by Paul Stanley. Mm-hmm. And Paul has some melodic uh, instincts that some of the other band members lack. Uh, and for example, you know, the Tears Are Falling solo is just such a classic. But if you listen to interviews with Bruce, it seems like Paul Stanley coached him through the solo. He he knew how he wanted it to sound, but he couldn't really perform it himself, right. I guess. Uh, so he always has a great feel. I would wish he, he I wish he did more solos because this is to me a solo that fits the song perfectly. And I, I gave this a seven. I think it's one of the absolute strongest songs on the album. Interesting, Ken. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a great song, um, but I had on you know the middle of my list um, because I still think there's you know four songs better than than it on this album, um, but yeah, it's performed perfectly by Gene and uh, it makes sense as part of the story and and so, and so on. It kind of fits the theme, so uh, yeah, it's all well done. Um, again, I gave it an eight. But I mean, I, but I ranked it at five, you know, on my yeah. list uh, behind other songs. Um, but yeah, it's a good song. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about it. I'm just surprised it's a little higher yeah. in the list. Now, just to answer your question there, Daniel, the American Symphony Orchestra is what was used mm. for the okay. uh, orchestra in here. And another interesting point that I just kind of realized again here was uh, people did a lot of different things on this record. I mean, Ace Freely did the acoustic guitar in World Without Heroes, but he also played bass on Under the Rose, Dark Light, and The Oath. The bass was done by Ace Freely on that. Uh, Gene Simmons played rhythm guitar on Only You. So there's a, there's some interesting uh, changing of positions of the instruments. And it also says here that Eric Carr did the acoustic guitar on Under the Rose as well. So, uh, which makes sense because he was involved in the writing of that. Now, yeah. Only You, uh, this is a song that I've always liked as well i thought that there's some interesting playing and it, and it all makes sense to me now that a that uh gene played the guitar on it because it's very much his style of guitar playing that dan that i think that's totally gene simmons if you listen to his solo records and stuff like that um and i i think it's a good song uh 
the fact that he used something that was so old and so, you know, far back in his writing catalog, you know, very interesting. Uh, it, I think it turned out pretty decent on this song. Uh, and lyrically, I think it's one of the ones that bothers me probably the least, I think, as far as lyrical content on this song. So, uh, yeah, I don't have much problem with this song at all, which is probably why, it, you know, it, it appeared where it did. I mean, it's, it's in fifth spot. So these two songs appeared four and five, which is not bad at all, as, I, as far as I'm concerned, considering how the rest of the songs on this album are. So, uh, thoughts on Only You. Let's start with Ken. Yeah, well, Only You. I love the song. Um, it's number one on my list, but again, like I said, I put it ahead of Under the Rose because I always felt that Only You and Under the Rose go together as kind of a theme. Um, and uh, I just think they fit right next to each other. So that's why I put it that way but yeah only use yeah great little riff simple riff um great lyric gene sings great it's, it's just a, a cool little song um mm -hmm. that he he pulled out from one of his yeah old songs and and then changed the lyrics to fit you know the theme so i like it number one i give it a 10 <laughs> it's uh it's good it's good for me nice daniel the problem with the song is that it gets the elder treatment. I think there's, once again, a great song in there somewhere. Uh, I th as you said, Mark, I also wrote in my notes that it was maybe the first song on the album where the lyrics actually works real good. They work real good. Um, and I also like the bass. It's really upfront. It feels like a typical Gene song. And you, he played the guitar and the bass is up front. I would have excluded the Paul parts. I uh, mm. normally I like I like when they trade vocals like you know the demo for mm. not for the innocent or yeah uh, on 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 revenge and stuff like I, I kind of like it, but I, I don't think it was necessary on this song uh, because Gene has such a great voice for this one. Uh, mm -hmm. But then the the producer comes in and he adds some effects on the song, you know, tell me the secrets. There he adds some effects. <laughs> it sounds terrible. And also you have some sort of I think it's called a flanger effect on Paul's voice. You know, it's uh, it, it, oh, you get like a, yeah, flange, yeah, flanger. Okay, flanger, yeah. Yeah. You you can use it when you play guitar. Mm. Uh, and and I, I didn't like that either so that's one more for bob and mm -hmm. uh, so i think the stick where where in every time a hero is born it's a bit pompous and, and didn't fit the song mm -hmm. so if you could exclude some of the parts i would give this maybe a seven or maybe an eight mm -hmm. uh, scale down the song exclude paul have gene do all the vocals and this would be a very good song yeah, interesting points. Very interesting points. Now, we are down to the last two. And I'm sure Julian is probably going, okay, you guys, you're past the one hour mark. But, okay. you know, we're, we're wrapping it up soon, Julian. Don't, don't, don't worry. Uh, we're down to the last two songs. And you'll know, obviously, what number one is after I tell you what number two is. Mm -hmm. So, coming in in second place, and this has 
two more points higher. It separates by two points. Yeah. So only you and without and World of Heroes was 29 points. This song has 31 points. Mm -hmm. So number two is I. Uh, okay. Okay. Now, how did that get voted on? Lonnie voted I in second position with eight points. Ken voted I in fourth position with nine points. Daniel voted I in third position with seven points. And I voted I in second place with seven points. Now, I'll start with my comment and we'll get back to you guys. I, I always thought, was a very catchy, upbeat song. I think musically, it's good. It's one of those rare times when the drumming is really cool on it. Unfortunately, you know, it's it comes to pass later that you hear that it's mm -hmm. Alan Schwartzberg who's drumming this and not Eric Carr, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, which is unfortunate because I thought it was something that sounded like it could have been Eric Carr. Yeah. Um, but I think it's very good. It's very up-tempo. It has one of those things that Daniel likes as well with the passing of the vocals between Gene and Paul. The one thing I thought that the lyrics on this were a little cheesy, like the I don't need to get high and all this stuff. It's like, okay, yeah. Gene, I know that you don't, I know you've been ramming it down our throats that you don't drink and you don't do drugs. You don't have to put it into a song now as well. You know, uh, I, I just, I understand that in the context of the story, he's trying to make his hero look like, he's trying to make the hero look like himself, like a young Gene Simmons. I would be the hero, you know? I don't do drugs. I, don't, I know, look at me. I am your hero. So I think that's kind of the effect that Gene was thinking of. And don't don't think that that's far-fetched because Gene wrote this whole storyline. I mean, the guy's a maddened about comics. I would not be surprised that this was a story that he had in his back pocket for years and years already. But musically, I think it's pretty exciting. And I think that this is one of the rare songs that most KISS fans can say that they like. Because, I mean, look at the KISS cruise. When they played this as a surprise song on the cruise, people went absolutely insane when they played this song. So I think it's a good one. So... Let's go over to Daniel first on your comments on I. Yeah, uh, it, uh, it is like uh, a Kiss song once again. Uh, it doesn't stray away too much from the Kiss formula. Uh, I like the chorus, it's pretty strong, and the lyrics works outside the realm of the Elder, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are some downers in this song as well and once again I think the producer did some terrible choices made some terrible choices like the snap of the fingers <clears throat> I mean what the <laughs> hell is that <laughs> they shouldn't have done it you should have just used like a bass drum or something in order to get that going but snapping of the fingers no way it, it doesn't suit a Kiss album in my mind yeah and once again, Paul's, Paul pulls out his Elvis voice. I don't know what's up with that. No, I don't, I, I, I don't need no money. I don't need no home. You know, oh, oh. I mean, it's the Elvis voice, yeah. I've never heard it done before or after The Elder. But on this album, he, he, he does it several times. And it doesn't fit the song, so so that's a downer. And also, I, I did like the ending. Uh, and it has to do, you know, you mentioned cheesy lyrics, and mm -hmm. why did they add "I wanna rock and roll all night" at the end? Mm -hmm. Like, that doesn't fit. Like, I don't know. They wanted mm -hmm. to reference their 
own hit didn't fit as well. Mm. Maybe I'm nitpicking. I don't know, but 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 I feel once again with some adjustments, this could be an all-time classic. I think I think the chorus is that strong. I think it could be a, an all-time classic, but uh, I think it's. Bob Ezrin's fault. He, he didn't make make the correct choices. He could have steered this in the right direction. If it was revenge, Bob Ezrin or something, he could have made some better choices. So, but it's still a good song. I gave it a seven. Yeah. So, Ken, your thoughts on I? Yeah, I, I love I. I think it's a great song. It's a it's an anthem. Uh, obviously, it's an anthem uh, song. Uh, I. I do agree with Daniel about the middle part with the uh, you know snapping the fingers. I mm-hmm. always felt this needed a guitar solo right there, in that in that area. They should yeah. have done a guitar solo. That would have been bad. That was that was missing. Though then again, <clears throat> uh, Rock Roll Night had a guitar solo missing in the original uh, studio <laughs> version. So, um, but yeah, I like the trade-off vocals. The the verses are great. The chorus is great. I think it's a great song. I, I don't have a problem with the lyrics, you know. Uh, don't need to get wasted. I was fine with that, you know. I, I respected, I respected Gene putting that out there that you didn't, you know, drink or smoke or whatever, mm. um, or do any drugs. Um, you know, I, I totally respect that. So, yeah, I, I think it's a pretty good song. I, I didn't like the way they. Uh, what they said they changed it on the video or on the song where they where he says balls or something right uh, but mm-hmm. then on on tv is the guts they changed it to guts i'm like what the heck leave balls in there you know so yeah. so anyway uh, they, they did I, the same thing with domino a few years domino, ago, yeah, i remember that yeah. yeah when that girl bends over instead of the yeah you know b right word uh so there's such rebels yeah yeah it's gonna we're gonna affect the children out there or something but yeah it's a great song i just always loved it it's a it's a it's one of their anthems yeah now and i'll tell you one thing about the finger snapping thing yeah yeah as much as we all hate it, it it's very infectious so infectious in fact if you remember the solid gold performance that they did when they played yeah. this song uh there is guitar in that part it goes dan it dan dan it yeah and of course ace is going and Paul's going, oh, so no. there's a big guitar there, but nobody's playing guitar. They're all snapping. Yeah, who's their playing fingers. guitar? <laughs> yeah, so of course it was Wait done to tape. Something's wrong. Right? Uh, yeah, of so, course. Yeah. All right. So we all know what number one is now, but let's just clarify it for everybody who has been maybe not following along closely. With 33 points, so two more than I, coming in at number one is The Oath. Now, how did everybody vote on The Oath? Lonnie voted the oath number one with nine points. Mm-hmm. Ken voted the oath number three with nine points. Daniel voted the oath number one with seven points. And I voted the oath number one with eight points. Mm-hmm. So everybody except for Ken voted the oath in first position. Now, again, I'll say my little point. I always loved the oath. I thought it was a great song. That opening guitar lick is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always thought that in one way it was smart to put the oath at the beginning of the record, especially if they felt that the rest of the record wasn't as strong a record commercially for them as it could have been. You know, it's better to at least have the Kiss fans excited 
at the beginning and then maybe lose them as the album goes rather than hope and pray that they would stick around and listen all the way to like the second last or third last song on the album where it was in the remaster you know where in the original version the oath is way after it's like after a world without heroes and before mr blackwell on the original story version so mm-hmm. i i like the guitar playing i like the singing uh again we do have a bit of paul stanley falsetto in this mm-hmm. uh it's not as bad in this situation i think because the music is really rocking and you know powerful uh and again it's one of those songs where when they pulled it out those rare times on the cruise people lost their brains and where i i heard many videos where people are going oh my god oh my god i can't believe they're playing (laughs) you know so you know it's it's obviously a, a fan favorite so i and the oath obviously in the one or two spots i think that we can be very sure that the listeners of this podcast will be in full support of those positions in it. So, one last time, let's get our opinions on this. Let's start with Daniel. What do you think of the oath? I like it, uh, mainly because the strong main riff. I think it's one of the better Kiss riffs on the album. Uh, I just wish some of the production would have been different, like the drums. Uh, the double kick drum, double mm-hmm. bass drum that yeah. goes uh, through the chorus. It was really exciting when you heard it on the cruise, when you saw the videos from the cruise, when you could actually hear it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in this production, the drums are way back in the production, so you can't really hear them. If You, uh, you could have put them more up front, and mm-hmm. that would add another layer to this song and made it even cooler and uh, more rockier so uh, that's what I, I would just I wish they would have had clearer drum sound on this one and I don't hate the falsetto chorus uh, uh, but I think it would sound better if you could use his crazy nights vocals you know belling it out at him. but he couldn't at this point but somehow it fits the song better than the previous time he did the the falsetto singing and some of the lyrics I'm not sure gain the key no turning back I wonder is this really me Uh, that kind of stuff Uh, I'm not sure about the they had problems with do you say stick in English I'm not sure the part which which uh, you know you have the chorus verse chorus verse and then you have something that a bridge a bridge bridge, maybe you say yeah yeah the bridge I think it's uh weak and that goes for a lot of these songs uh the bridge is kind of you know doesn't really work but uh to me it's a good song and i it sure as hell sounded good when they played it live mm-hmm. absolutely very very good points daniel mr ken keenan your thoughts yeah well where where daniel didn't think just a boy needed what is it falsetto I didn't think this. I didn't think this song needed falsetto at all. There was no reason to even do it. Um, I think they just could have sung it straight. Um, really, didn't need to happen. So I'm kind of surprised by that choice, but it, it still works. I mean, it's a great song. Uh, yeah, like I said, great riff. Um, and you know, it's just 
just rocks. <laughs> it's the it's the the song that rocks the most on the on the album. That's why a lot of people, uh, you know, Kiss fans like it, and and why they why the record company put it first uh, <laughs> in the playlist uh, or mm -hmm. on the album when they pressed it. So when they released the album, because <clears throat> that was not going to be the first song. Um, it was going to be later in the album. So yeah, great song. I have it pretty high, number three on my <clears throat> list. Um, I always love to hear it. It's a cool song. Great. So, there you have it, folks. Now let me recap the songs from last, from worst to the best. So we had Just a Boy with 16 points. Then we had Escape from the Island with 17. Then we had Odyssey with 18 points. Then we had Mr. Blackwell at 19. Then we had a tie with Under the Rose and Dark Light at 26 points. Then we had another tie with World Without Heroes and Only You at 29. Then we had I with 31 points at second place. And the winner of best track on The Elder is The Oath with 33 points. Of course, we want to hear from you guys, though. You know, put up your rankings in the comments section. Uh, let us know what you think. Were we right? Were we way off base? Do you guys love Lou Reed? Is he awesome? Like, come on, let us know what you think and uh, put your awesome. comments in there. And uh, I think that I'm very curious also to hear if our exalted leader, Mr. Julian Gill, I'd love to see your list, sir, if you can put it up and let us see what you think of these songs. You're, I know you're very closely connected to this to these songs from your prior work to them. Uh, but other than that, I think this is an excellent episode. Some fantastic points brought up by my colleagues, Daniel and Mr. Ken Keenan, the voice of reason. And uh, I'm sure that next episode we'll have Julian back. So... You don't have to worry about me hosting another one. And uh, you did a Mark. You did a great job. Um, I'm hoping to that you get the chance uh, in not a so distant future once again. Oh, thank you very much, sir. I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, I try. You know, I have big shoes to fill when it comes to Julian Gill. You know, so you know. And uh, I thank you though, Daniel, for all your input for the topic itself and thank yeah. you again as well ken for all your input as well you guys have made this a very fun uh episode to do and i'm curious to hear what our listeners out there uh think of this episode so let's wrap it up on that so for myself for mr daniel and mr ken keenan thank you very much for watching we will see you all very soon bye for now see ya thank you for spending time listening to the kiss faq podcast today all sales are final, there are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.